Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I am Dr. Jay Calvert, and I am here today with the famous and bountiful Dr. Millicent Ravello. How are you, Dr. Ravello? I'm feeling very bountiful. I know you are. I'm not sure how one feels bountiful, actually. <laughs> I have this image of like a cornucopia. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess today I am bountiful. I think I was referring to the fact that you've just been producing so much in terms of work and video and television and... A whole bounty, it's, it's if a, you will. It's just, you're bountiful. <laughs> I mean, I can't get over how much you're doing. Yeah, I got a lot on my plate right now. A lot of spinning plates, actually. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> One or you two know. might crash. Sorry. Sorry. Hang on a second. <laughs> I got oh, to get this one. <laughs> but you're doing it with like style and grace. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. It's a lot. It is. But you know what? I love it. Everything is good. It's all good. Can't beat it. And how about you, Mr. Um, Mr. Blue Scrubs? <laughs> you look very comfy today. There are two <laughs> sizes of scrubs back there today for some reason. <laughs> Extra large and extra small. Mm. I had to pick one or the other, and I chose extra large because I thought extra small could be a problem. And we here in the office are very glad that you did not choose the extra small. No, but I did have a colleague in the past, and, and those who are listening who know my colleague will know who it is, who would choose the extra smalls, and oh. he was my size. Oh, I don't know why. I don't know what that was about. I... That's just no. Talk about bountiful. And <laughs> <laughs> not in a good way. But what we're here to talk about today is the facelift after age 40. The 40s facelift. It's the time. It is. It is absolutely the time. By the way, I am turning 40 this year. Just putting that out there. <laughs> I'll prepare the OR. <laughs> I know it's coming. Perla. <laughs> or Perla. Perla when get we back get Perla in. back here, well, they're going to do a preemptive facelift, which I've talked about, by the way. Yes. And, and the 40s facelift is definitely a thing. It, it might be a regional thing. Um, I think it's a bit of a harder sell elsewhere in the country, but it shouldn't be. I think that the... 40s is really when you definitely start to notice the signs of aging in your face. In your 30s, they are camouflaged with the Botox that you do and some fillers. But when you start getting into your early mid 40s, you may start to be hitting a wall with the fillers and the Botox or they're just not doing what you want them to do. And I know when someone is ready for a facelift, when they come into the office and they do this move. I just, I just want, I just, they look at me and they turn to the side and they push the skin of their jawline, their neck up. And they're like, I just, I just want it to look like this. <laughs> so is that going to be like cheek filler or is that Botox or like, how do I, how do I do this? So, so for those of you listening at home, what Dr. Ravello is doing is taking a three to four finger hand mm-hmm. and pushing on the side of the cheek. And tensioning the skin over the the mandible, over the jawline. Up to the ear. Up to the ear, (laughs) elevating the neck. And like getting a better jawline and smoothing out the skin of the neck. I just just want this, they say, as they push and lift the skin of their face up. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's a facelift. That's what that is. That's a facelift. A facelift is kind of a misnomer. And and we should start with some definitions. And by the way, I had a friend who used to come in and do that same move and be like, I just really want to get my eyes done this year. And I'd be like, 
those aren't your eyes. He'd be, he literally would be like standing in front of the mirror in the hallway going like, hey, if I just get my eyes done, I'm like, um, no, that's a facelift, dude. touching your eyeballs. That's not your eyeballs. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you don't need your eyes done. That is a face and neck lift. But let's talk about the difference between a neck and a facelift because that comes up a lot. And I usually find it more in men. Men come in asking for a neck lift. Yes. Well, they, don't, they do not want to use the term facelift. facelift. So they want a want neck lift. I want my neck done. But, and to be fair... Women come in too saying, I just want my neck to look better. As right. In their 40s, that's usually what they say. It's, it's their neck that's bothering them. But what they really mean and what they're really pointing to is, yes, the extra skin, the hanging down skin of the neck, but it's also the jawline that maybe they don't know is what's bothering them, but it's what's bothering them. For sure. And so uh, it was uh, Guy Stoffman in Pittsburgh that you know, first taught me that like a facelift really is a neck lift. And, and it was on a male patient that was sitting in the chair. He's like, you know, guys always come in, they say, I want a neck lift. He goes, what they want is they want a jawline, mm-hmm. you know, cleaning. And that really requires the incision in front of the ear and behind the ear and into the scalp, which is what a face, a lower face a and lower neck face. lift is. Yeah. Um, so there are lots of different terminologies for it. And there, and depending on your age, you can have different types of facelifts. You could have a vertical uh, you know, they call this a vertical facelift, which is really, you know, more just doing uh, something from above along with some skin out on the ear. You can have a, a smass facelift with a smass flap. You can have a deep plane facelift. You can have a smassectomy. And the smass is what, what you'll hear referred to for, for the listeners. The smass is the thick coating overlying the facial muscles, the, the muscles that make your facial expressions. And it's a thick coating. And that's what we use to do good facelifts that's where the action is right. in the past you know people say oh i don't want to look like i came out of a wind tunnel that's because that was a skin only facelift right. say, i don't want to look stretched and tight because that's what also was a, a skin facelift in the wrong direction yeah. and i want my mouth to get wide like a fish mouth that was a skin only facelift where you, yeah. you got just, rid of skin right you just pulled as tight as you could and that was you pulled for the moon but that was that was the facelift <laughs> but yeah it's not it's definitely not that anymore no but um a lower facelift or a mini facelift is usually what patients in their 40s need. And Correct. It's an incision that goes around the front of the ear, all the way underneath, and then behind the ear, and then maybe into the back of the hairline a little bit. So like a C shape around the ear and then back towards the hairline. And there's really, there's no good way of avoiding that incision around the front of the ear. I get that a lot. Like, can't you just hide the incision just behind the ear? I'm like, it, you can. That is a version of a facelift or a neck lift where you just put a scar behind the ear and plenty of people might do that. But it doesn't That's like the ponytail facelift the where you just do the incision behind, behind the, the ear, ear and then you blow out the face with fat to and, do, and lift everything you possibly can from the mm-hmm. vertical. Yeah. Which works for some patients and for some you really have to add way too much fat for my liking. For my liking. It's not, you know, it's just my, my taste. Right. But it's that incision in front of the ear, which is really going to get you the jawline. Hell yeah, it is. And get those jowls. And by the way, you never addressed. see it. If you put it you retro tragal, you never even see it. Like see It's it. like a non-issue. Yeah. But it's very necessary to get that chiseled jawline and to address the jowls. So a neck lift or a lower face lift, they're sort of interchangeable. You really can't address the neck in isolation from the jawline. So neck lift, lower face lift, they're sort of the same thing. And if you need one, you kind of need both. And it addresses the neck. It gets the extra skin and the fat out of the neck. And it addresses the jawline and cleans it up. And it addresses those jowls, that extra skin that hangs down from the sides of your mouth, the corners of your mouth. 
and it's it's great. I mean, that's that's what you need in your forties because that's when things are starting to descend, and at a certain point, lasers, fillers, they're not gonna do the trick. They All they're gonna do the <laughs> is going to blow you up and make you look fat. Like you have a fat face. You see the celebrities, and you're like, "Ooh, why is her face so big?" It's like because whoever's injecting them didn't tell them they needed a facelift. Right. You know, or because they're actors, they think they shouldn't have a facelift because they want to age naturally. And meanwhile, like you inject all this stuff in your face. Just just get the facelift. I have plenty of actors I've done facelifts on. And I see them on the big screen. And you do not see the incisions. I, 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 did, the, I did the operation. Mm-hmm. I'm looking right at it. <laughs> so... You don't see it, and it, it's it's a non-issue. And yeah. you know, it, it's uh, even with the high def cameras and all that stuff. When you're when you're four to six feet away, even when you're right on top of it, it, it is just not noticeable if it's yeah. put in the right area. Yeah, you don't. The the incisions are are not really, if anything, to be concerned about. And when done in the forties, using you know an appropriate technique, the result is really natural. Because the result is there, but it's not a huge difference from what you were before. That people won't necessarily think you've had a facelift. They'll just think, gosh darn it, that bitch looks really good. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Like, Why does she look so good? Why do I look so old compared to her? But unless you tell them, they won't really know you had a facelift. You're just going to look better than them. Um, and you're just gonna you just look refreshed. You're gonna look young. So it's not there's a stigma about getting a facelift in your 40s. You know, oh, that's something you need to wait for till you're older. What are you doing? It's not necessary. But if it's bothering you and there's a solution for it and it can make you look great, who cares how old you are when you that's do right. it? You know, you want to look great the whole time. Yeah. And I, as I've alluded why be, to, why before, be miserable in your 40s and then look great in your 50s? Like. Just look great in your 40s. Yeah. And I've had many patients that were 10, 15 years too late to their facelift. Right. And then it's very obvious that you've had a facelift. Yeah. Then of people course. definitely know that you did something. This is not like a weekend yoga retreat and green juice kind of <laughs> situation, which maybe you could pull off with your 40s facelift. You know, well, just drink a lot of water. I took some me time. <laughs> I told you what one of my friends said. He's. 59 years old and had a facelift and all like he said without exception he'd show up at a party and people be like oh my god you look so good and he would be like my dermatologist gave me these amazing creams you cannot believe what they do they're like i gotta get those creams good creams. those are really good dude you look amazing he's like i know like isn't it incredible i'm really happy (laughs) with them (laughs) i was like come on give Um, give give the credit come on we should have like you know facelift by jake albert Maybe you have to give them your business card. These are my creams. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I was like, you, do they buy that? And he's like, yeah, they totally believe they do. it. Yeah, they do. I mean, who gets a facelift? It, yeah, if it's done well, I mean, you you might not know. But that that's I think getting over the stigma or the concept that forties is too young for a facelift. It's not. Um, if you're seeing the signs of aging and a facelift's going to fix it, there's nothing wrong with going ahead and getting that facelift. But then the other question that comes up is like, well, then what do I do in 10 years? And then 10 years, am I going to get a facelift every 10 years? Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. As a matter of fact. Yeah. I mean, don't you tune up your car? Don't you trade in your car you right. know, every 10 years? Don't you yes. get new clothes every 10 years? Like, yeah. The problem is, even though we've addressed the current problem, gravity is still going to continue to work on your face. The changes in your hormones and in the quality of your skin is still going to happen. So, yes, your skin is still going to continue to age, but it's going to continue to age from a new set point. So you've reset the clock 10 years. And so when you're 55, you're going to look like you're 45. And if you feel like you have some more touch-ups that need to be done, then, yeah, you can go back in and you can repeat your facelift. Every 10 years. You can. And the technique's a little different. We we did a, uh, I think we did a podcast on revision facelift. Refer you to that. We've done, by the way, if you're just new to this podcast, go back and binge, baby, because we've got all the topics covered. And and those facelift podcasts are really important because I I just think, you know, the techniques have gotten so much better and people look great. I don't know who's going to do my facelift. It's probably going to be you. I think I'm just going to have to like, Say, all right, just do your worst and do it in about a year from now because it's time. Yeah. I need it. I got I to gotta freshen up a little bit, you know? Yeah, now those creams aren't working anymore. I know. My, I got to go to my dermatologist, get some creams. Get some better creams. <laughs> <laughs> Roddy, Orla, how about it? Um, but it, it is key, and I think doing it in your 40s is the right time. I've missed that boat, but that's okay. Um, but I, I have noticed that when I do operate on people in their 40s and do their facelift, like, it changes the game for them mm-hmm. tremendously. Absolutely. And I think I've said this a couple times, like why wait to enjoy your face in your fifties when you can enjoy it in your forties Yeah, and you're going to be happy and you're going to love it and you're not going to feel so upset about the aging process. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to put off something that's going to help you and going to make you look great just because you're, you know, a, Concerned about a number, the right number. There's no right number. It really depends yeah. on your face and how you've aged and and what. what why are you touching your face? Because I need I need some creams. <laughs> I'm just realizing, like, can I just get some creams? Or you're get doing my eyes the done? you're doing the move. Maybe get doing, my eyes done. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> just, those aren't your eyes. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> but it, it does make a big difference to get the right technique for the right patient. And you know, we we. We do a ton of teaching here. Like I, I just was, mm-hmm. I, I don't know who I, this, one of the fellow candidates came to like review what, what we're doing here. Just, they wanted to see what we're up to before they, you know, make a commitment to, to come here. And he was just like, so you guys like, this is like a surgical, like machine here. And like, yeah. We operate all the time. There's always something going on. He's like, yeah, but you're, you're teaching constantly. You're constantly discovering new things. I said, yeah. He's like, you should be publishing more. I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we just don't have the... Yeah, that's where that, you come in, Mr. Fellow. <laughs> we do not have the time. <laughs> we do not. We do not. I mean, we're, we, we have are... the ideas. We have the volume, but it's really hard to publish like as a solo or private practice practitioner without the help of you know, a team yeah. of residents and medical students and post-grads. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's a lot of work. We do have the residents and the postgrads and the fellows, so we just need to fellows. put them to work. Yeah, I mean, they did a, a, a resident. So we have a resident clinic here, which you know the facelifts are way, way less expensive. Yeah, but you know they they still turn out great. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys did one yesterday. Yeah, and you yeah. Know, I was I was like commenting. I was like, here's you know the senior resident who's amazing. 
you know. By the way, these are chief residents. Yeah, they're incredible. They've done plastic surgery for six years now. Yeah, this is and not they like, can operate. You they're, know, they're fantastic. Newbie coming in and cutting on you. But uh, but there's you know Dr. Chopra in the OR with him at every turn and every move. I was in the OR with yeah. him like at every turn and every move. Nate was in there, Dr. Villanueva. <laughs> so it's like, you know, this patient basically got like the Roxbury facelift, you know, yeah. full on, even though it was a resident case. No, they get great, great experience. It, the result was spectacular. I mean, I think sometimes our resident cases turn out better than some of the folks who have surgery down the street because yeah. they are getting the assistance of some really phenomenal plastic surgeons. And that's really what it takes. I mean, you got to kind of be on the cutting edge here and, and you know, the techniques from days of yours, what people talk about when they say, I don't want a bad facelift. Like that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It's not really, that, that's not part of this not, discussion. Yeah. That's like gone. Now we're on to how great can, can we make be? you look? It's so true. Yeah. You know, it's like, Oh, that looks really good. How can I make it better? Yep, exactly. Well, cool. Anything else about facelift in the forties? Nope. I think that's pretty much it. So we'll know when you turn 40 because that'll be the day you book your, <laughs> your facelift. Is that the deal? Pretty much. <laughs> well, my eye doctor just told me that I'm going to need readers soon. He's like, your eyes are great and perfect now, but just get mentally prepared that as soon as you turn 40, you're probably going to need eyeglasses. I, I mean, can't I, agree more. I'm already blind. I can't see up close anyways. So that's going to be really weird for me to not. Oh, no. I can't see far, but I can see up close really well. So when the day comes that I can't see up close, that's going to be really weird for me yeah i mean it it hit me like a ton of bricks at like 40 i was 43 when mm. it happened like a ton of bricks <laughs> i'm looking at a monitor i was in greece giving a lecture at the some huge hellenic society plastic surgery or whatever in uh mykonos i was sitting there I'm on the podium. I'm looking at the monitor i was like oh, this monitor is really fuzzy i'm looking at the screen i'm like but the screen looks totally clear so I call the tech over and I go, hey, man, something wrong with your monitor. I need you to sharpen it up. I can't see it. He goes, yeah, you're old. You need to get glasses. It looks fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, man. So I grabbed my friend. I was like, give me your glasses. I, looked, I was like, oh. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I need some readers. <laughs> Got it. I mean, but, you know, interestingly on that topic, that's part of the, you know, LASIK eye surgery and all that stuff is part of the anti-aging look. You know, it's like if you wear glasses, it makes you cold. My glasses make me look older, for mm. sure. If I don't have my glasses on, as I don't right now, sitting here, and I, I think it actually makes you look younger to not wear glasses. But LASIK doesn't address the anti-aging no, changes. No, it doesn't. So no, it's only for vision. Not helpful. Yeah. I kind of you kind of need the glasses. You just need to get chic glasses, some bedazzled rhinestone. Nice, glasses. I like that idea. Yeah. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm gonna get like some leopard print ones and some <laughs> red ones. It's gonna be a whole world of accessories has just opened up for me. See, there you go. <laughs> well, you've worn glasses though. I, I wear, see you once in a while. I wear glasses I, once in a while. I see yeah, you in them every yeah. once in a while. Well, anyway, back to the facelift in your mm-hmm, 40s. Yes. We think that's when you should do it. If you have questions, obviously send us some messages. We're happy to see you in the uh, office to talk about it. But uh, run, don't walk, and get that <laughs> facelift when it's time. That's it. Well, in that case, this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. If you like what you heard on the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast and want to get in touch with either Dr. Ravello or myself, 
This is how to do it. You can reach me at the website, ravelloplasticsurgery.com. You can reach out to the office directly through the website with any questions or consult requests, or you can call the office directly at 310-954-1355. And you can reach me on Instagram at Ravello Plastic Surgery. And to reach me, the phone number is 310-777-8800. My website is drcalvert.com, drcalvert.com. Instagram, Dr. J. Calvert. And of course, you may want to check out our YouTube channel for the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast, which is simply that, Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. Hope to see you all in the office very soon. Oh.